Time to get inspired, develop and improve your yoga knowledge in English. You listen to Your Yoga in English, a podcast for non-native English-speaking yogis that want to practice or teach yoga worldwide. My name is Annie, the founder of Enga Unite, and here to guide you on your way to become the confident, effective and knowledgeable English-speaking yogi you want to be. Today we are live to going to speak about your teaching style and your teaching style is also often referred to as maybe a teaching type or a way that you cue, a way that you speak and communicate with your students and I want to analyze that a little bit. But really your teaching style and understanding your teaching style is very important because it allows you to really adjust the language that you're using so your communication style to your students needs so the needs that they have in a yoga practice or that they join your classes for but also their experience with yoga and with that i mean that for example when you teach people that are starting yoga they probably won't understand or they are not familiar with language that speaks about anatomical terms or is very advanced in the philosophy, for example. So adjusting your language to your students' needs and their experience with yoga. So it's important to know that your teaching voice goes much further than the tone, the volume, the way that you sound and the way that you speak. Your teaching voice really speaks about or really deals with word choice, your communication style and how comfortable you feel when you're speaking and how true you stay to your personality. So you will have heard the phrases, find your voice, use your voice, teach as your own authentic self or find who your own authentic self is. Now, in the world of yoga, we use these expressions a lot. But I never really understood when I first started out what they meant. And I still get a lot of questions from people in our community to find out what they really mean and how that applies to their teaching style or their type of communication. So using your voice and teaching as your authentic self means that you're teaching without trying to be like anyone else. So teaching as your true self means that you don't try to hide your personality, you don't hide your values, your background, your natural behavior, your interests, your natural way of speaking, even for those that are in our community, even when you teach in a foreign language. Because when you speak a foreign language, it might be that you have noticed that you sound a little bit different, that the words that you use are a little bit different, and it can make you feel as if you're a different person. But as a teacher, you want to feel yourself when you're in front of a class, because only as your true self, you will be able to connect with your students or with your clients, whoever you're teaching. So every teacher, every student, every person in the world has their own way of approaching other people, so communicating. And this really depends on teaching. It depends on your knowledge, on your experience, your personality, your preferences, and your interests. But it also depends on the types of people that you work with and who you teach. 
and the ability that you have as a teacher to adjust your communication accordingly. So teaching as yourself can be quite challenging, especially if you're teaching in a foreign language. So as a teacher teaching in a foreign language, you may be tempted to imitate another teacher. You may be tempted to imitate your own teachers because you use their cues and their terms, their words and expressions, or even copy their accent. And for those that are here and you've watched the 10 tips for multilingual yoga teachers, you can find that link in my bio too. You know that a foreign accent is a sign of bravery. And that's nothing to shy away from. It really is your strength of 40 to show that it's possible to speak foreign languages, teach in foreign languages, and also shows that you've put in the work and you've put in the effort to learn a foreign language, to be able to communicate with other people that speak that language. But that's a whole other thing. Going back to the copying behavior, so imitating accents, imitating other people's terms and expressions or using them in your speech might feel not very natural to you. And that means that you lose your authenticity. So going back to teaching as your authentic self, when you copy another person's words, that's not authentic. So when you behave and you act like somebody else, you are repressing your own self. And that can really harm your self-esteem. It can feel really exhausting because you're constantly acting. And as a yoga teacher, you're not an actor. But it can also be that you don't connect with your students because you're playing a false personality. It's not you who they're speaking to. So how then does defining and understanding your voice improve your teaching and your student-teacher relationships? I want to have a look at three things, and they are effective cueing, your student-teacher relationships, and adjusting your language to your students' needs and experiences with yoga. So, like I said, when you use somebody else's voice to communicate with your students, it's quite likely that you won't get your message across. You don't connect in the same way, simply because it's not you who is speaking, you're being an actor in that case. But when you know what your voice is like and you use your own teaching voice, effective communication is granted. So accepting yourself and owning your style, teaching for multiple benefits, so depending on the students, we're going to have a look at these three things. Effective cueing, student-teacher relationships, and adjusting your communication to their needs and experiences. So effective cueing, effective cues are the ones that you know that work because you have practiced them, you've used them yourself, and you also know they are easily understood by your students. The other thing effective cues have is that they roll off your tongue. So you don't have to think about them or are in your yoga class and think, okay, I need to move before I know what I'm going to say. So by exploring and deciding on cues that make sense to you and your students, it will not only be easier for you to remember them, it will also make sure that you teach in a very consistent way. So it's good to have a little bit of surprise and new things or creativity in your sequences from time to time. But at the end of the day, yoga students benefit from consistency. 
So they understand what you're going to say. They probably can predict a little bit what you're going to do. And all of that will cause them to become independent students by themselves. So they are not always dependent on you. And that way really see growth in their practice. So one way to do that is using consistent cues and cues that work for your teaching personality or your style. So it really helps you to also not be so much in your head and focus on the guidance that your students deserve when they are in your classes. And that will give them a better experience overall. So that's the thing in terms of effective cueing. Now, understanding your style and defining your style will also improve your student-teacher relationships. So genuine communication encourages healthy relationships. Using your own voice and showing up as your authentic self will show that your students can be themselves too. Especially in yogic environments where unfortunately competition can be very high. There's a lot of comparison. People compare themselves to the teacher or other people on their mat. This transmission of self-worth, so the allowance to be yourself is really extremely comforting for your students. So as an educator, set an example and allow yourself to be human. Allow yourself to be yourself, to laugh, to play, to make mistakes, and to don't avoid certain things because you think it's not yoga or because you think your students won't like it. You will have to teach it from your own authentic self. So all of that, being human, making mistakes, laugh with them, play with them, all of them will result in that your students will feel at ease with you. And that will strengthen your student-teacher relationships. It means that at the same time, seeing that you can be yourself will encourage them to also develop their own self, a sense of self. Because it really will tell them that they can be themselves. And if they don't know yet who they are, or they are on a spiritual or personal development journey, this will be an invitation for them to explore that. So then adjusting your language to your students' needs and the experience that they have with yoga. Every student comes to yoga with different needs and in search for solutions to obstacles that they are facing in their lives. Now, solutions and obstacles have a little bit of a negative tone. But what I really mean with that is that they have a reason to go to a yoga practice. No one goes there just because. There's always a reason for them to go there. So it can be a physical injury. It can be emotional burden. It can be mental health. It can be challenging situations in their private life or in their work life or in their social life. Anything can be a reason for them to go to a yoga class. As a teacher, you don't always know everything about a student, but it's important that you, first of all, focus on the student-teacher relationships and then adjust your language and your communication style according to the needs that they have. So the more that you can emphasize with and acknowledge your students still speaking as yourself, the deeper your connections will be and the more progress they will have in their practice. An example of this is that when you have a student that comes to class and they tell you about some emotional situations that they are going through, it would be handy that in your class you can focus on these emotions instead, acknowledge them, accept them, maybe help them explore them, instead of making the class all about yoga anatomy and going all of the physical aspects of it. 
right? So that's a way to adjust your language. Now, how do you find your teaching style? Especially when you're new to yoga, this might be completely new to you. It might be that you've never really thought of this before. How then do you find this? At the beginning of your teaching journey, you may lack practice and you may lack confidence. Maybe you feel uncomfortable teaching because it's all very new, especially if you're teaching in a foreign language. So it may be that you're unfamiliar with words, with terms, with expressions, with the cues, but all of these things are things that you can learn. So with time and with practice, with continuing education and support from others, constructive feedback from coaches and mentors, for example, you will learn to own your teaching style little by little. And finally, you will feel more confident and thrive in your yoga teaching career. But first, you need to know what your style is and how you can further explore it. So for those that haven't already, in the link in my bio or in the comments on Facebook, you will find a quiz. And in the quiz, I am asking questions that explore the communication style that you use. So there are options that, for example, you use very flowery and imaginary language. And that can be that you're very spiritual in your communication. Maybe you're using a lot of metaphors or you're using a lot of motivational phrases or ways to motivate people. So it can be that you're more of a motivational leader. It could be that you're very theoretical or practical and you're more geared to maybe doctor-like language, speaking about anatomy or more in terms of directions and logic. So... I've identified seven different styles that I explored with the people that are doing our courses, the people that are doing our Find Your Yoga Teacher Voice in English course as well. And you can find out what yours is by taking the quiz. So go to the link, find out what your teaching style is, write it in the comments. If you're watching the replay, still write it in the comments. And let me help you explore ways to explore your style more so that you can improve your student-teacher relationships and your communication. And most of all, own your authentic self. So own your own teacher personality. So take the quiz. Follow the steps that I've laid out for you because there are three steps. And let me know what you think of your result and if you need any help or guidance with it so that you can really set yourself up for owning your voice and going for the goals that you have to thrive in your yoga teaching career internationally. All right, that's it for now. I will see all of you very soon. Any questions, I'm here for you and wishing you all a very nice rest of your day and rest of your week. Sending you all lots of love. (laughs) You listen to Your Yoga in English brought to you by Enga Unite a unique online learning platform for non-native English-speaking yogis. If you liked what you learned today, I would love for you to leave a review. Don't forget to subscribe and follow us at Enga Unite. Join the community and become a member of the Teach Yoga in English support group. Check out our continuing education membership that offers you the chance to develop your skills and expertise through self-paced learning and live classes and training. If you want help understanding what you need to improve and create an action plan to achieve the goals that you have for your career as an international yoga teacher, 
book a free discovery call with me, Annie. You can find all the links in the show notes. This is your time to invest time in your personal and professional development.